0: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast, episode 31 coming at you this morning. Jack Clifton in the chair to guide you through everything that's happening at our church, but also uh, be encouraged by the word this week. David Godkin uh, did bring us the word on Sunday morning, so looking forward to playing that for you a little bit later on during the podcast. We've got lots of news to get through, lots of great things happening in the life of our church. Let's jump in and listen uh, to what is uh, happening and what the latest news is around our Menai and Miranda locations. So kicking off our Shire Salvos news section, we take a, a look at Elversea Church. It is uh, each and every Sunday for you. So um, yeah, if you uh, are interested in coming to our services, uh, then I would encourage you to come um, on uh, on Sunday mornings. They're kicking off at 9.30am at our Men- Menai location, which is 11 Pilliger Place uh, there at Bangor. We've got our kids programs back and there's also uh, coffee available before and after the church service there as well. So uh, a-, a couple of extra excuses uh, to be coming along to our Sunday morning church service where we're continuing. Uh, to delve into our Life in the Spirit series. Uh, We're continuing the self-denial appeal for 2022. Um, There was uh, envelopes available at church on Sunday. They'll also be around this forthcoming uh, Sunday, but you can also make a donation online. Now, if you want to do that, you can head directly to the website, selfdenial.info forward slash au. That's selfdenial.info forward slash au. And uh, yeah, um, you can uh, be donating your your money there and making sure that it's uh, it's going to people that uh, are are certainly struggling uh, in uh, this modern day world uh, that we're living in as well. So the stuff that's coming up in the next couple of weeks in the life of the church, our encounter a night of prayer and praise is going to be happening next Monday night uh, the 11th of April, 7 o'clock uh, kick off there um, and then uh, there will be no encounter on the 25th of April due to Anzac Day uh, so it'll be uh, bumped a couple of weeks later as well if you want more information um, about that and what's happening, you can contact the church office directly um, it is going to be happening online as well so if you're uh, wanting to do it via Zoom um, or if you're self-isolating or you just unable to make it, you can do it uh, via Zoom. Contact the church office for the, the link there, or you can be uh, fi- uh, going there in person as well um, at, at 11 Pilliger Place at Bangor. Save the date for our Master Shire Salvos weekend away. It's happening the 17th to the 19th of June at the Coleroy Centre. So, more information uh, is going to be coming in the next couple of weeks, but make sure you put those, uh, those dates in your diary and keep them safe uh, for the uh, future. Now, there's a few Shire Salvos ministry opportunities. Uh, we're currently looking to fill a role at our Miranda location, but also at our Menai and Ingedine Salvo stores. So if you'd like uh, further information on these roles and wish to apply, um, if you're getting the, the church newsletter, yeah, there's uh, direct links to uh, those, uh, those jobs there. Or the easiest way is probably to contact Mark or Kim or Joel in the church office and they can give you information there. So mission leaders at Menai Salvo Store and Ingadine, while Miranda are looking for a community coordinator there as well. Elsewhere, uh, Westfield is in desperate need of some volunteers to do collecting. Uh, we, sorry, we're in, in desperate need of volunteers to do collecting uh, regularly at Miranda Westfield on a Thursday and Saturday from 9am until midday. Uh, so if you'd like to help out with that or need further information, uh, please contact David Godkin, who's our point of contact uh, at uh, at the Miranda location now. And there's also school chaplaincy opportunities. as current vacancies at Guymear North Public School and Bates Drive School. Um, for more information, contact the church office or you can call the contact Uh, with Generate Australia who are advertising this job and that's Melissa Holmes on 0412 594 905. Uh, that pretty much wraps up all of uh, the uh, the news that's happening in the life of the church. As always, if you need, uh, want any more information about any of those things, you can head directly to our website and also our Facebook page, which is constantly updating a lot of this uh, information. Uh, the Shire Salvos um, website is shiresalvos.org.au, a great uh, resource with uh, lots of up-to-date stuff being posted on there. Uh, and uh, for our Facebook page, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos. Uh, that, uh, that page is updated regularly with stuff that's happening in the life of the church and uh, encouraging, uh, encouraging words and praise and those kinds of things as well. It's time for us to now jump in and listen to the sermon that was brought to us by David Godkin on Sunday, continuing our Life in the Spirit series. Big thanks for David for uh, jumping behind the mic and uh, yeah, uh, bringing us the word this week. We hope you enjoy it and we hope you find it encouraging.
1: Good morning. I think this is what you call a blast from the past. Um, it's so good to see your beautiful faces. Some of you don't know me. I'm David. Sandra and I previously were pastors here for seven years. We did employ Mark, and we think we did a good job in doing that. And it's come the full circle. He's now my boss. <laughs> and I love it a whole lot more than he does. <laughs> we, uh, we want to continue today our series of uh, Life in the Spirit Mark talked last week about boldness in the Spirit, and today we're going to talk about power, the power that comes to us as followers of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, and what does that look like? I'm going to use two verses today, and um, thank you, Charlotte, for reading uh, those verses to us, but I'll come back to these in a moment. I want to tell you a couple of stories, but firstly, I want to just outline the two verses we're going to look at. This first one from 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.7. Actually, you know, last time I preached here, I could see that. (laughs) That's better. (laughs) For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And the other one is from 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. We're going to come back to those verses, but I want you just to read them through. I want you just to soak them in. ...as to what they mean to you with regards to the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. In particular, I want to focus on the last part of that second verse. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature. For me, that's the essence of the power of the Holy Spirit. That we might live a godly life. That we might participate in the divine nature. Power comes in all shapes and sizes. Power comes in all forms... And I want to talk to you um, now, and I just want to share a couple of stories with you about what power looks like. In three ways, firstly, there's the power of sacrifice. I think it's very appropriate for us today that uh, we're celebrating uh, the self-denial appeal. A couple of years ago, um, uh, well, a number of times now, four times I've visited Papua New Guinea, but a couple of years ago when Sandra and I went we visited just a couple of weeks after self-denial appeal and we went to a, a village just outside Port Moresby and uh, this was, a, this was a, a normal Papua New Guinea village and uh, lots of children and animals and pigs and chickens running around and they took us and showed us this little fibro shack and this fibro shack was the medical centre. And it was the medical centre that was paid for by the sacrifice that you and I made at Self-Denial Appeal. And inside that that little fibro shack was a, a Papua New Guinea midwife. And she was finally able to be employed... For midwifery, and she was able to deliver babies and give medical help to mums and children. And she was telling us these stories that a number of babies' lives were saved because of our willing sacrifice. A number of mums' lives had been saved because of that medical centre there. The power of a willing sacrifice. The second story I want to talk to you about is uh, the power of prayer for healing. This is a personal story and many of you were involved in this prayer for our granddaughter Hallie. Hallie's eight years old. September last year I'll never forget the phone call I got from my daughter Bethany, many of you know Bethany, to say that Hallie um, was in hospital with a terrible headache. She'd just had scans and um, she'd had a terrible brain bleed and she had an aneurysm the size of a small lemon and the only way to um, the only way to uh, to deal with it was for her to have um, six to seven hours surgery um, the next day. I've never felt so helpless in my entire life. I've never felt so helpless and out of control. And all I could do, I was I was at home in Melbourne. It was in the middle of lockdown and Sandra had been uh, up with, up with uh, Amanda for the birth of uh, our other granddaughter and she got stuck up there during lockdown. That's what lockdown does, it just separates you. I was at home alone, I just crumbled down on my knees and I just started praying. We contacted the whole family and we prayed. Bethany put something on Facebook and there were hundreds and hundreds of people all over the world praying for this little girl and her healing and God answered those prayers. Not only did he answer the prayers for healing, but he answered the prayers of, of placing the right sort of medical intervention and the right sort of doctors and nurses into, into her life. And uh, he did that too. And there was great power in that prayer and great power in that healing. It's one more story I want to tell you. And it's as a result of the prayer for healing and the answered prayer and the power of that I've asked his permission to tell um, this story, but Hallie, our granddaughter, her stepdad, a few years ago, decided that um, Christianity wasn't really for him. He wasn't really sure that uh, what God had to offer him was relevant in his life. And so he, ter- he determined that he would just get on with his life and uh, if people wanted to be interested in Christianity and in faith, then that was for them. But he had decided that it wasn't for him. As a result of a number of things in his life and as a result of the power of prayer and the healing in Halley's life through that brain surgery and that removal of that aneurysm, one night in his lounge room, While Sandra was there minding the kids, he turned to Sandra and he said to Sandra, I can no longer deny the presence of God. I cannot avoid this. I cannot deny the power of prayer, the power of healing, the the presence of God, and I want him to be present in my life again. And he looked at Sandra and Sandra said, and he said to Sandra, will you pray a prayer of salvation for me? And she did, without without crying at all. <laughs> it was a very, very powerful moment. That was the power of a transformed life. You see the different shapes that power comes in? I wanted to tell you those stories this morning so you could understand that this is not pie-in-the-sky stuff, the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not something that just happens to, to, to people who have been travelling with... Um, with Christianity and with faith for a long time, but the power of God's Holy Spirit is available to you in every single area of your life. And I'll tell those stories to you this morning so you can understand that and so you can get a glimpse of how God can transform your life. Acts 1 verse 8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth. There's a divine Order here with the power of the Holy Spirit. Firstly, we receive the Holy Spirit. Secondly, he gives us power. And thirdly, we witness with extraordinary results. What happened here at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit first came was nothing short of a miracle. Here were people gathered in the temple, a huge crowd from all over the world, hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ for the first time in their own language. A miracle of the Holy Spirit. And if there was one word alone to describe why God sent the Holy Spirit to the church on that Pentecost day, I believe the word would be transformation. God wanted to transform lives. He wanted the power of the Holy Spirit to be given to people so life would never be the same. Is my life different because of the power of the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Every day I see changes, I see transformation taking place. I'm a work in progress because of the power of the Holy Spirit within me. The purpose of God's Holy Spirit being made available to every believer is so that we might be transformed by the power. Of God's Spirit, those original disciples were uh, a handful of unlikely misfits. Really, when you when you look at when you look at them, not unlike us, really, a handful of unlikely misfits. When I read of some of the disciples, I think to myself, you know what? I probably could have fitted in there quite well, and yet the power of the Holy Spirit transformed them made them into something they never believed they would ever be able to be. And that's exactly what he can do for us too. Not long before Pentecost, we see Thomas, one of the disciples, doubting Jesus' resurrection. Remember, Thomas says to him in the room, "Uh, uh, unless I see the nail prints in his hands and unless I see the scar in his side where the spear pierced him, I will not believe he's risen. Later on, we see uh, Peter denying him three times. And then the whole lot of the disciples uh, deserted Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. So here they were. Here they were, denying Jesus and deserting him. Are these true disciples filled with power? No. But 50 days later, they were completely transformed. A different bunch of believers. They went from um, timid, Humble fishermen to bold, enthusiastic and courageous evangelists setting the world on fire. And the difference was the power of the Holy Spirit within them. Second Timothy 1:7 says, "For the Spirit of God, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline." Now this was written to Timothy to encourage him. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy. Timothy, like us all, needed to be reminded, I think, constantly that we have the permanently indwelling Holy Spirit of God. Before Pentecost, the Holy Spirit would come on the people for a particular purpose at a particular time. But at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came so that he would dwell within us permanently. Power was available permanently for us as believers and followers Jesus himself warned us that in this world we would suffer tribulations and trials. But he also urged us to remember that he's overcome the world. Remember his words here? That for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Timothy was encouraged to reignite the flickering flickering flame of his faltering faith. I didn't realise when I was writing that. The flickering flame of his faltering faith. <laughs> My apologies for those in the front row. <laughs> for although he was saved by grace through faith in Christ, he was still timid and afraid. Do you have moments of being timid and afraid? I do. About half an hour ago, being timid and afraid, and felt pressurized by the increasingly Hostile world in which we all live, but like him, we need to remember who we are in Christ. Remember who you are in Christ when you feel timid and and afraid, and that we have not been given a spirit of fearfulness and timidity, but one of power, one of love, one of sound judgment, and a disciplined mind. We all need power. In our lives, but true strength does not come from relying on our own capabilities, but on Christ. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Second Peter one, and I'll I'll finish with this verse and some thoughts on that. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. The Life Application Bible puts it this way: because we don't have the resources. To be truly godly, God allows us to participate in the divine nature in order to keep us from sin and help us live for Him. What a privilege to participate in the divine nature. He allows us to be godly, which is not easy for us because we are not by nature godly, although we are created in His image, but we can be godly through His power power of the Holy Spirit was not given to us to bring attention to ourselves or to make others feel inferior, but to draw people to Christ through our godliness. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Well, I think you are. How can I be godly when I struggle to forgive those who hurt me? How can I be godly when I can't find the grace to be patient with those who misunderstand me, or when I speak ill of those who frustrate me. I can't, but God can through his power within me. That's the key here, remembering that his power is within us. It's already there. If I'm a disciple of his, if I'm saved by grace If Jesus Christ has come into my life, forgive me of my sins, the Holy Spirit has entered me and the power is within. The Greek word used for power here is the word dunamis. It refers to ability, to abundance. It refers to being able or capable. The power is there. It's already within us. When we are born into the family of God by faith in Christ, we are born complete, complete with the power to live a godly life. Divine power comes from God. The Apostle Paul recognised this when he spoke of his thorn in the flesh. We don't really know what his thorn in the flesh is. Commentators suggest it could have been all sorts of different things from malaria to epilepsy or, or, or whatever could have been a physical handicap. We really don't know. But the thing is that Paul was able to be filled with the power of the Spirit to overcome the weakness that he allowed to overshadow him. He allowed this to get in the way of the power of God within his life. And that for me is a great example. We don't have enough time for me to talk to you about the thorns in my flesh, about my weaknesses, about my shortcomings. But we have enough time to simply say that the power of God enables me to overcome anything. Because that power is within me. He claimed God's words and the words I claim often. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect. In weakness. It was Paul who chose to allow the weakness to overshadow the power of God within him. We must do the opposite. We must choose the power that is within us to overcome any weakness. Let me conclude with these questions. For what task do you need power? Where in your life does power Need to be activated What weakness is overshadowing The power of God In you While you think about those questions Let me tell you A very brief story In the early 1900s There was a, an elderly lady very wealthy lady That lived on the Isle of Wight And she She um, she was nominated to receive the electricity put on, first house on the Isle of Wight to receive electricity, early 1900s. The electrician came out and he, he plugged everything in and put the electricity on and he, he, he showed her how to do it and everything like that. And he said, now I'm going to come back in three months and I'm just going to check on you to see how it's all going. And she said, all right, great, that, that's good, thank you, this is marvellous, electricity. Three months later... He came back, he read the meter, and hardly any electricity had been used in three months. He knocked on the door and he said to her, how's the electricity going? She said, oh, it's wonderful. And he said, just explain to me how how you use it. And she said, well, every night I turn the light on, I light all my candles, and then I switch it off again. It's wonderful. The power was connected, but she never used it. The power is connected, but we don't always use it. The power of the Holy Spirit is within, it's available to us and it's available to you. Maybe, Maybe one of those questions is something that you're pondering at the moment. And the answer is the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't know what it is that you're thinking at the moment, but I know the answer. The power of the Holy Spirit, that's within you You're connected You're connected, all you've got to do is just tap into it Maybe it's this morning Where you just need to do that Just another step of faith And just say, here I am Lord I need your power For this task, for what faces me tomorrow For what faces me next week For what I'm wrestling with right now I ask Lord I ask, Lord, as I come to the altar, that you would just give me your power again. The first story I used was about the power of a willing sacrifice, and I just want to encourage you to do that. To give your life as a willing sacrifice to Him. While the team sing to us that beautiful song, Come to the Altar, maybe you want to come to the altar be filled with power and just tap in to what's already connected. Or just where you are, just allow the Spirit of God to come on you in a new and wonderful way. Father God, by your Spirit, come upon us. Fill us with your power. Make us aware of your Holy Spirit's presence right now in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Great to have David involved with our church. I know he's doing, uh, going to be doing a lot of great things down at the Miranda location uh, with uh, some of the outreach there, but great to have him uh, bringing the word to us such an experienced man of God. I hope that you're able to uh, get little, uh, little pieces out of uh, that sermon, uh, little pieces of encouragement, little uh, pieces of things that you can work on in your own Christian life. But yeah, really great to have David uh, bring the word to us this week. Uh, that wraps up everything here on the Shire Salvos podcast, episode 31, done and dusted. Hope you've found it uh, informative or interesting and uh, yeah, as always, really, appreciate anyone that does uh, tune in and support the podcast. I'll be back next uh, Monday morning for more of the same for the Shire Subway podcast, but until then, stay safe, God bless, and we'll see you next week.